Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187. This is episode 141, since Mark requested the updates for each episode. And uh, I think think it's going to be fun tonight, just because we we have a quick news thing that we'll go over. And then what we're going to be doing for this episode today, just to let you know right off the bat, and if this isn't your type of thing... It's all cool, but just so you know how we're spending this episode, we're pretty much going to be taking a look at what we know so far and where we are with the Rise of Skywalker. So uh, we've discussed bits and and pieces and and some ideas for the movie up until now, but I just wanted to take an episode to be like, at this point, mid-June 2019, what do we have and what do we know for how this movie's looking like it's going to shape up? So we'll take a quick look at that too later on, but for the first thing... Before we even get to the news, we have to check in with Mark and see how he's doing. So I'm doing good. I didn't ask you yet. So with that being oh. said, Mark, how are you? I'm doing good. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. I'm, I'm Plot doing twist. Fine. Yeah. Apparently, uh, uh, it's it's gonna be hot here. <laughs> from, from what I hear, it's gonna be it's gonna be like 80 or something. So they issued a heat advisory. Oh, did they? Yeah, supposedly. Because wow. we can't handle it here in California. Apparently not. Yeah, but a bunch of whips. At least that's that's what a well-informed source uh, <laughs> supposedly has said. Uh, that they were vacationing in California recently, uh, my home state, and uh, supposedly there was a heat advisory that was going to hit eighty. Uh, and I don't believe this nonsense. Personally, I'd like to have the person on the show so that I can uh, uh, rebut their uh, their reporting. Um, but 80 is not hot for us. Okay. All right. I mean, it's not for me. So I, I we was... don't, we don't live in the armpit of hell, uh, like Tim, where it's just like <laughs> hot, hot and sweaty. Hey, no, I get um, everything. Like I get, I get the hot summers. I get the bitterly cold winters and everything between. Now I know you're on the East coast and the East coast is generally uh, a humid swamp pit. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know certain parts of it, like Florida, and when I went to D.C., D.C. was just, damn, that was just sweaty. Yeah. Sweaty. Yeah. Well, it, it is up and down. Like, through the summer, there are some days that are just beautiful summer days, and there are some when the humidity is just, nope. Can't, I cannot deal with sweat. As a, as a larger size gentleman, I, can, I cannot uh, I do not enjoy humidity. Well, hey, you know what wasn't good? Um, where I work in my office today... Uh, something was going on. I don't know if it was broken or what, but it was not cool in there um, to the point where it was getting upward of like 80 degrees in my Ooh. office. And, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if you uh, try to open any windows or anything, that wasn't good because then the humidity just came in and it was very uncomfortable. Wow. Hey, quick question. I just got... Uh, I'm back to playing video games again. Nice. I've not played video games in a long time. My 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 son got me uh, Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. and uh, I was playing that pretty much all day yesterday. Would would it be really rude if I played that while uh, we're on the phone? So while while we're, while we're on uh, on doing the, the podcast, because I just landed in the village, <laughs> and I didn't okay. know what's going on. I have two thoughts on this. My first thought is I can identify with this. Go, sure, go for it. Like I'm I'm all about that. Uh, Well, and then the other thought I have is one time, a long time ago, Noah was playing a game when we had a podcast on. I forget what the game was. It might like Madden or something. But he was doing a game when we had a podcast on, and you gave him crap for that. 
My job is to give Noah crap, though. <laughs> so I'm just saying, if you, with that acknowledged, you know, hey, go for Fine, it. Fine, let's do it. I have to break myself of this addiction anyways. You're not <laughs> going to make me stop drinking beer on the po- while I do the podcast, are you? No. All right, because I, I actually got some whiskeys yesterday, too. Ooh, okay. Whiskey and a rum and a... Uh, good stuff. Well, the first thing I did want to go over is... News. Oh, wait, hey, real quick, real quick. Oh, wow, wow. No, no, it'll be fairly fast. Um, it's, I, I, I get that Star Wars likes to promote Father's Day as, you know, I am your father and, uh, and pretty much Luke and Vader and that's it. But I think there's enough familial, familial? Yeah. Uh, or fatherly connections in, uh, Star Wars that they really should promote some of these other ones. I mean, like Han and Kylo? Well, that way, well, not that. (laughs) But how about how about you know the the only one of the one of the few father son teams that appear actually in uh, the saga, uh, Django and Boba. Oh yeah. Well, well, uh, well. I mean, well. (laughs) But you had the whole clone argument. But yeah, matter. Yeah. Well, I know. I know. Hence my back and forth. And then even uh, you got Bale and and Leia, or and you've got. you know, uh, Owen and Luke. Owen is, I know he's right. Uncle Owen, but he's still the father figure. For the first 18 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh, who else am I missing? Uh, uh, well, we've kind of got Malachili and his rancor. I mean, he really was kind of the father to, uh, I think the name was Nisa or something, or Batisa, the rancor in uh, Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. My argument just went off the rails with that one, but it really did. Oh, and, and, and even the new one—the whole Rogue One—is all built around Galen and Jen. Oh, as far true. as that, as far as that whole, you know, dynamic, and, and so I'm, I'm just kind of curious that they don't really promote that more. It would have been a good day to watch Rogue One. I, I know uh, yeah. a friend of the show, Colin, was watching it. Yeah, no, but, that uh, would be cool. I just think I think there's there's more chances to bring up, you know, fathers and, and, and their children, or even Mother's Day. You know, they kind of just, they use it more. I, I mean, granted, I know there's not a lot of mothers. Well, see, they don't even talk. You can talk about Shmi. You could talk about, uh, I, I don't know what Bale's wife's name, Leia's mother was, but there's certainly Padme. She didn't get a chance, sadly, to be a mother that long, but, you know, you've got Leia. If you get the fan speculation going, by the way, for Father's Day, you could have a picture of the Emperor and Anakin based Possibly. off of fan speculation. Possibly. All right. So anyways, it, well, it was yesterday, so that's why it's in my head. Yeah, and I also wanted to mention real quick, I'd almost forgotten, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim uh, is going to be in August this year. I think it's the last weekend of August. No, and, not this uh, year. Or yeah, next year. I mean this time. Next but yeah, year. N- next year in 2020. And uh, tickets go on sale for that on Friday, the 21st of this week. So It feels entirely pointless. It is literally uh, like two miles away from my house. Yeah. As the crow flies, maybe four. Um, But it's like, what are they going to be promoting next year? New line of movies, I guess. uh... Well, like what? They probably won't have started filming yet. The first one's not going to be out until what, 22 or 23? 22. 22. So we're going to have... It's going to be, and it's in Christmas. So you're literally looking at a movie that's two years away. You won't even have a trailer for it yet. 
No, but they'll probably have some sort of teaser announcement. I guess I, I don't know what what teaser announcement. If we don't, no, if like we don't find one. out, if, if look, if we don't find out for over a year from now what this movie is going to be about, kind of, yeah, people people will. Uh, well, they'll just deal with it, actually. But well, they, they can just do like what they did with Rogue One, where they had the image of the Death Star and Obi Wan's voice talking over, right? They can do something like that. Nothing new at all in there, but just still imply that this is going to be about the Old Republic, you know, or something like that, just to get people excited with a general concept of the timeline or something. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, you'll ha- you'll have what what you will have is the Mandalorian season. Two. Yeah, oh, you yeah. have Cassian season one. Right. Um, and you'll have you'll a great have time with friends. Great time with friends, possibly. <laughs> you'll you'll have the third uh, Disney Star Wars series. I'm sure that uh, they'll be they'll announce it by then, or they'll they'll announce it there. I don't know. I mean, it, it just seems like a real one to go to. I, I think they have to do it two years because then two years from then is uh, why not? They're doing it every year now. Yeah, they're back to every year. Oh, good lord. <laughs> well, anyway, let's go on sale on Friday. I decided to mention that real quick. But the news to happen today, though, is the news a Hollywood reporter is reporting it that Warner Brothers won the bid for a bad robot in a $500 million partnership. So I don't think that's going to heavily impact Star Wars moving forward, but it is newsworthy that J.J. Abrams' company, Bad Robot, is seemingly now going to somewhat fall under the umbrella of Warner Brothers moving forward. Yep. So, when I mentioned that... J.J. Abrams, DC Movies. Oh. Do you think he'd be willing to touch something like that? I mean, they'd instantly be better, but I don't know if he'd be willing to do that. I'd like to see him do uh, uh, at least one or two of his own stuff for a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we when he makes his own things, like original content, I mean, he writes some fantastic stories when when he's not working in... I mean, I think he was great with Star Wars and Star Trek and all those uh, wait, 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 hold things, on, hold too. What, what what original content did he do? Uh, if you're going back, things like regarding Henry and Forever Young, newer things like Super 8. What else besides Super 8? For newer things? Sure. I mean, you kind of almost go with Lost-ish. No, not really. I said ish. Almost kind of. No. I mean, kind of, maybe, supposedly, if, if you stretch it. But, yeah. but what else? Well, he I feel like he's one of those creative forces behind a lot of other people's projects. And I don't is. know what kind of involvement he has with the actual creation of it versus support. I don't know. He's very good at reviving dying franchises or dead franchises or franchises that have not been touched in a while. Right. We've got Mission Impossible. Oh, and the Cloverfield, he, he only did the first one himself, but the one since no. then he produced no. and such. And he didn't direct the first one. No, but he, he produced it and he wrote it, didn't he? I don't know if he wrote it. Uh, I thought so. And uh, the one since then, he's continued to produce it, and it is like well, his sir, thing. He, as far as producing, he's all over the place. I mean, yeah. he's got his hands in a lot of stuff. And, which is what Bad Robot does. It. It's a production company. Right. So all I'm saying is is that is that if he's done two Star Treks, right? Yeah. Maybe two Mission Impossibles. Two Star Wars. Two, two Star Wars. You really think it's out of the question they wouldn't touch a DC movie? Yeah. Imagine giving that guy imagine giving that guy uh, Superman. No, I think it would be great, but I just don't know if he w- would be willing to do it. 
I, I maybe I don't know, but I mean we'll see. But that was just yeah a news thing real quick. Um, anyway, but just to kind of get to like the main subject for today's thing again, it's kind of a recap of what we know so far for the storyline of the rise of Skywalker and, and so, some so theories needless, and so on. Needless to say, Tim, from everything here on out, everybody, spoilers, spoilers. Oh, say that again. No, no, not when you do that. Say it again, Tim. Why? Oh, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> I, heard, I heard your tongue in that one. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Uh, just say it again. No, especially not now. Sexy. Sexy. <laughs> I should. Oh, I can turn up the sensitivity of the microphone and, and go all like. No, I won't. Never mind. What's that? What's that thing that they do now? That's some big thing. Uh, like, like like the the Zoe Kravitz commercial from the Super Bowl. No, there's something that people are into. It's called AFR or CRM. Yeah, or... ASMR, I think. Yeah, I, mean, do I don't it. know what it stands for, but it's yeah, the, the it's, like it's super like high silent. sensitivity oh. volume stuff. Yeah, I, no. <sighs> can you? Can you? Do spoilers. Damn it, do spoilers. <laughs> you said, can you hear me? So I have to be quiet. Okay, all right. Uh, what we have is roughly this movie takes place about a year after The Last Jedi, which again is cool because we had immediate back-to-back movies with the first two in this trilogy. So now this is the first time that we have a gap for the characters to develop off screen. And it's interesting. You can also have some creative potential down the road, whether it's in books or whatever else, to fill that year potentially, which might be cool. Um, that is correct. And uh, the the driving plot of this movie really starts out with the concept of a race, from what we understand, to where both sides, good and bad, are racing to get to something, some sort of thing that people need for whatever reason. <laughs> And it's just a race. And, and they're, the goal, the ultimate goal of what they need to get to apparently changes over the course of the movie. Their understanding of it or what it actually is evolves. Um, but now does this does this involve uh, supposedly what's because uh, because I heard they, they unwipe or they they bring back uh, C-3PO's memories, right? Yeah, we're not there yet, but yeah. Oh, well, I didn't know if they were chasing after it because of what they found in his memories. Well, I think what they're chasing for might be like they might use his memories for a clue of where to find what they need to find. Oh, so okay. Um, so you find out you you find out pretty early on, I imagine, what the MacGuffin is. Well, I think uh, you find out what they think it is at first. Again, it kind of changes and evolves, but and supposedly that it, it's potentially true that um, whatever it is is relating to the Emperor's involvement of the movie, whether that's like an item that he's haunting or something i mean i don't know for sure <laughs> oh yeah it's a horcrux well it's just something that embodies the emperor's spirit or something like that that they're going for i don't know if that's what they know it is right off the bat or if that's what why they're searching for it and then they find out it's something else i'm not sure of course at this point but that's the general concept of what they're going for um and it also says that um and this comes from a very old leak that might be pure crap but it did say that Kylo needs, like, the reason that he's racing to get this thing is to stop Palpatine from taking over again because he just got to be the supreme leader and he doesn't want Palpatine coming back and ruining everything for him. So, potentially, that might be what they're doing. Um, 
and and this again also talks about how and we covered this in a previous episode but the concept of palpatine being involved with this movie by possession of other people and one theory and idea was that palpatine was possessing snoke in the first couple movies and when kylo killed snoke he was like returned like the spirit of of Palpatine was like returned to like the host entity, whatever that is. Now, this sounds kind of funny just in conversation on a podcast or on paper or something. But if you see it in a movie, I think it could work really well, especially in like the real world concepts of um, exorcism and possessions and that kind of stuff. Um, you can work with that type of um, ideology to make it work for Star Wars. And so I, I think it has potential to be a very interesting plot point. Um, Did uh, Was anyone ever possessed in those old Night Sisters? cartoons uh, on uh, Clone Wars. I mean, it was kind of borderline magic with some of that it, stuff, right? Yeah, no, it was, it was pretty, like, like witchcraft kind of stuff um, to, to an extent. Yeah. And, uh... You ruined the episode with your spoilers, so I'm just gonna keep doing it. <laughs> so I don't know if there was anything, like, full up. I don't remember for sure. I mean, they had the, the thing where, like, the, the spirits of the dead sisters possessed their dead bodies or whatever, basically, like, zombies or so on. I remember that, but uh, I don't remember if there's any other type of possession thing. Maybe. Okay. So, um, another thing that's involved in this movie, as we know, is the Knights of Ren, right? We saw them in the Vanity Fair covers, and even before then, we knew from the leaks and reports that were going on. And uh, supposedly, they return um, from like some sort of distant, out-there mission, and they let Kylo know that they found whatever this thing is that he's looking for popularly referenced as the MacGuffin, right? And uh, he apparently, you know, Kylo is spending his time getting stronger with both himself and his resources and armies and all that kind of stuff. And uh, as part of his progression and, and involvement into the character we already know, but his next phase, the next step, he took his uh, shattered helmet to some sort of castle and it gets repaired. And that's why it has the red uh, adhesive all throughout it. So something that's kind of interesting about it is that um, we don't know for sure what the castle is. It might be nothing. Some people are speculating and hoping that it's Vader's castle. I think that would be super cool. Cause again, we can't forget that this is wrapping up all nine movies. So that would be a great place to do something like that. Plus it ties into rogue one where we saw that visual there and it works for Kylo because that seems like, you know, considering he's Vader's number one fanboy, that would be a great place for him to get his mask fixed. So I think it could work. And maybe the red adhesive is some sort of uh, product of the Mustafar lava. I mean, who knows? Anyway, um, so that's pretty neat there. And let's see. Apparently, the Knights of Ren are like super weird at that point. <laughs> I don't know if they get like ritualistic or what else going on, but that's. And, and, and I weird. guess from what somebody pointed out, they have lightsabers. Uh, that's been a conversation. I've seen back and forth on that. Some people think that they do have that, some. Those things hanging on their on their hips sure look like them. Right, but at the same time, I think I saw some, I forget who. Like it wasn't Pablo, but I think somebody at some point led people to believe that they don't have any, or even if they do have them, it's not what they use. I'm not completely sure at that of that at this point, but it is a potential thing because we haven't confirmed it either way, to my knowledge, but. Um, one of the things that is cool, this is kind of referencing what you said before about 3PO with his memory. They have to go to an old blockade runner. They haven't said if it is like the one from A New Hope in Rogue One or not. 
Um, but it, there, I would imagine so. I, I think it would be. Um, and uh, or even the one that was at the end of episode three when Bale says to have the droid's mind wiped. You know, he's on a blockade runner, so if they had it wiped then and there, that would be the ship that would still have it, potentially. But they go there, and they try to retrieve his memories. Again, as far as the purpose goes, I would think it is for uh, uh, clues as far as where things are hidden or who put something somewhere. It's a little shady right now, or, or <laughs> as far as... The, it's not. It's unclear what they're looking for still, and who would know about it and what all that it means. But the concept of them having to go to 3PO for his old memories to find this and make it current and make it relevant. I think that is so fantastic because once again, that is such a great way to bring a, a wraparound to these nine movies and again, show them as one unit and that this isn't the end of the past few years of movies, but that this is the end of everything we know so far. 3PO and the droids, they've been there since the beginning. You know, they're the only, pretty much the only people who have been there since the beginning. So having them involved with their, and, and they're like the storytellers. And I think George Lucas said that early on. We experienced Star Wars from the perspective of these droids. So to have one of their memories play into the end of this entire storyline makes so much sense. That's true. Once they get his memories and whatever they mean, they end up going to a snow planet that has some sort of market on it. It's supposed to be like the biggest set that has ever been done for anything. <laughs> it's just huge. Um, and that's also supposedly where Carrie Russell's character is, uh, who I think, if I remember correctly, I think the name was Zori. I don't remember for sure how it was spelled, but I believe that was her name. And, uh, at some point there's some sort of cross between 3PO and R2's memories to where R2 sort of inhabits either 3PO's personality or something like that. And it's supposed to be kind of some sort of humorous moment there. Now that would be that would be sweet if somehow they get flopped and you actually hear R2D2 talk for the first time, albeit through 3PO's voice box. That would be awesome, yeah. Yeah, that would be a pretty interesting uh thing if that's what they're talking about. Like, you know, you you get to hear what R like perhaps his personality is just like I don't know, I, I maybe it's laid back. Maybe it's because uh, because he's got to be obviously a different personality than C three PO. C three was kind of snippy. Yeah, no, R two has to have like a Jersey accent. Yeah, or even even if he's just kind of like God, you know, like laid back, like okay, look, let me handle this now. <laughs> so it, it would be interesting if if they sw- switch that out and you get to hear sort of R two D two for the first time. That would be cool, yeah. And and it's almost another form of possession in a way. Yeah. I mean, like I said, in a way, listen, kind of somebody it else, the theme. Yes, in somebody else's body. Yes. Yeah. I started to whisper the word possession just because that's what we're whispering now. I'm like, I can't do that. Possession. See? Ugh, I can't do that. Pendemption. <laughs> can't do that either. Yes, you can because it's happening. All right. I, I mean, well, we'll get there. Uh- <laughs> and then, even though we don't see worse than that. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, while this is all going on, <laughs> on the opposite side, Kylo is still on his mission to be chasing down whatever they're looking for. And uh, he... Something that... And this is just my speculation, but I'm wondering if Lando's involvement in the movie is similar to another character that Kylo has. 
And this, I believe that this came from Reddit, uh, a leak there. And it was supposedly that this, some sort of character called, referenced as the Oracle. I don't know if that's the actual name of the character or just like the, the codename or reference. Um, but it's interesting. It's almost like both sides, good and bad, need some someone with knowledge to guide their next steps and tell them where to go and what they're looking for next. Someone who's been around for a while. So Kylo might have this Oracle character to do the same thing that Lando does for the good guys, perhaps. We'll see. But that's just kind of my thinking on that. Um, point is, they, they leave there. And then finally, they get to um, this location that they use Jordan for. Uh, I believe that it's supposed to be called Pasana, as far as the name of the planet. And at first, you get this sort of heroes reunited moment that's cool a little bit of a you know happy heroic thing <laughs> that happens uh i hate you know a lot of this sounds very very generic and it's just because again we only have so much information and so many details there's more of a generic shape of the script or of the storyline as opposed to details um but they're all happy about it and then it's about here that we think ray has her uh, scene with Kylo that we saw in the trailer, the very opening of the trailer when Kylo's in the TIE fighter. And it seems like he crashes it or, or she, you know, cuts off a wing or something awesome happens because he's like leaving it in flames <laughs> after this thing occurs. I don't know what kind of conflict they have at that point, although it seems like that might be where they have their force flash incident now if you haven't been following anything up until this point that's been a big piece of information about episode nine is the force flash thing where supposedly they previously they, the two of them were being linked in the last jedi by snoke quote unquote potentially palpatine who knows and linking their minds and all that kind of stuff that we had in the last jedi right now at this point it's a year later and they're both stronger with the force and they can basically do it on their own they don't need snoke to do it for them so they go ahead and they kind of have this this force link binding moment and don't know for sure how it's done. But the concept is that the background, while they are, I guess, fighting, the background is changing to various scenes from all nine movies up until now. It's almost like a, a highlight reel, the greatest hits of Star Wars up until this point. Flashing in the background, their locations are changing, their settings are changing. So... It's one of those high-risk, high-reward situations where, you know, if you don't pull this off, you're going to upset a lot of people. But if you do, you're going to make a lot of people happy. Hey, uh, Tim? What? Force Flash. Yes. Force Flash. Hey, you know what would really be annoying? What? Is it like somebody's driving? can't hear us right now and then we just start talking normally they gotta re keep rewinding to figure out what they missed <laughs> yeah that would be annoying wouldn't it and you know what we should do every spoiler from now on just low voice we should just whisper everything it's like yes. and then in, in star wars the last jedi the person who dies is Luke. right yeah and by the way in the force awakens i hate to break it to you but Han dies really by who who is also wow. known as Ben Solo. <laughs> I 
I have no idea how my whispers sound, by the way. So this episode's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I would name the episode this episode stupid, but then we'll get nobody to listen. <laughs> anyway. So, where are we? Um, the Force Flashes. So, yeah, that, that's a neat concept that they pull it off right. I'm sure they will. I have a lot of faith in uh, JJ, Bad Robot, Disney, all this at this point. So, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna tank everything now that he's moving on to Warner. He's just like, Woo! <laughs> hey, I got paid. <laughs> yep. I'm Let's done. make sure they make sure they never ask me to do another one of these. Hey, are they still doing reshoots? I, I think they're. It's going on now. Okay. Which I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? I mean, with the timing of everything. Um, uh-huh. I I would think that would make sense. Depends, we have depends on the depends on the reshoots because because I always thought that reshoots are reshoots. Uh, that resuit, whatever those things <laughs> are in are in multiple stages. Like they have the shoots, then they have the ones like, oh man, we need this chunk, and then at the end they're like, you know what, we kind of need this establishing shot, or yeah, we need well, this person's hand here. Once they've gotten cuts of the movie, which you know they have at this point, when they have more of a shape of the movie, they can realize almost like patch it, you know, and they patch it by these types of reshoots and, and like filler shots and additional shooting. Yeah, yeah, should be interesting. It's, Soundtrack uh, is happening now. It is being recorded now. Yeah, so, so I'm so I imagine even I imagine whatever that they need is very minimal. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, very minimal because uh, uh, you know, good old good old Johnny Williams working on that that grand finale. Did you get a chance to hear uh, the new version of Yoda's theme? What? Yeah, I guess not. I, I, I tweeted it twice. Nobody seems to give a crap. Okay, no, yeah, I missed that, and I will look at that because I've said that before. That is one of, and if not my favorite piece, uh, definitely one of my favorite pieces of music in any genre. Period. I really have to break. I really have to break it down to see how different it is. But basically, what it is is it's a new orchestration um, by John Williams for violin, uh, for specifically okay. for specifically for this one woman. Uh, and so he did a bunch of he did some Star Wars stuff. He did Far and Away. He he did a decent amount of uh, uh, you know I don't know how different the orchestrations are, and he conducted all of it. Nice. And so it's going to be a, an album that's coming out, but it's really good. It, that's there the only song. Yeah, that's the only song that's on YouTube or the only track that's on YouTube right now. Yeah, no, I'm um, so looking into that. Yeah, it's really good. Nice. Nobody seemed to care. I, I like tweeted it twice, and I was like, "It was crickets." <laughs> All right, well, whatever. You guys don't get excited about, uh, you know. Everybody loves Galaxy's Edge, but so let's not even acknowledge that John Williams just recently conducted uh, uh, oh, a slightly new version of Yoda's theme, but still. Yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so picking this up though, uh, after they have their force flash fighting, um, something happens, I guess they, you know, go their separate ways or something. Cause then there's some sort of chase that goes on. We saw more pictures of this from vanity fair and in the trailer, uh, with Finn, Poe, uh, three PO Ray, I think BB eight was there, uh, Chewy, you know, so they have some sort of racing thing or escape or some sort of speed speeder thing going on stormtroopers with jetpacks are following them so 
we'll see what that's like and, and, and what the threat is. If it's just the stormtroopers or if there's something worse behind them. I don't know yet. Um, but that happens. And then they end up going back to the previous location, it seems, where they had met up and uh, uh, where they got 3PO's memories. That place, I, I believe, is the same location. Um, they're there. I think that's where Rose shows up either the first or second time that they're there but i think she is re- relating to this location rose has, a bit on part. rose has a bit part doesn't she i don't know who has a bigger part in the movie lando or rose i think it's supposedly about equal yikes where neither of them have a, a large role so everybody was force flash fighting <laughs> Nice. Those like were faster lightning. All right, sorry. It's stuck in it's, my head. And there's something about a cave here, and that's where Claude, our space slug alien, is. Uh, and then the Falcon might have a pretty bad fire here. And don't know what condition it finishes in. We'll see. But uh, it seems like the fastest hunk of junk in the galaxy is not done taking damage. So, do they end the the saga with the with the Falcon uh, blowing up? Better not. I mean, you got rid of Han. Had, you can't get rid of the Falcon too. They actually had the cojones to destroy the Enterprise in Star Trek. Will they destroy the Falcon? I I don't uh, I don't think they should, and I, I hope they don't. I mean, this is episode nine, you know, like, leave it be. We don't have to know how it ends. It can just go out and we'll just assume that something happens. And when episode 10 comes around, the Falcon doesn't have to be in it. Just, you know, let it be. Let's something, let's hold on to something. Look, you're you're killing off everything. (laughs) Let us have something. Let us have the Falcon. Come on. All right. Um, Anyway, so, and then I think that it, I don't know if it's the same planet or a different one. But they have the Death Star ruins, which we again saw in the trailer after this, because the heroes have reunited at this point already. So then they go there. Supposedly, this is where we start getting dicey with the whole Emperor thing. Because <laughs> perhaps he's kind of haunting the grounds there at the Death Star. So that's where he died. So we have Death Star ruins. It might make sense. That might be ground zero for his haunting. So that's what's going on. And... I'm going to kind of, I don't want to get into too many details, but the overall concept of the end here. At some point in this movie, we have it said that um, Han Solo appears in in like a vision induced by Luke Skywalker to let Kylo Ren know that it's okay. And almost like a he's forgiven kind of thing. Mm, Okay. That's almost like furthering the seed that he planted when he kind of reached up and touched his face before he fell off the side of death. Um, it's like, you know, that, that was the seed that was planted, and this is more like the seed continues to grow. I always thought that Han was trying to reach up to slap the sh- crap out of him, <laughs> but, but you, st- you stabbed him <laughs> with a lightsaber, so he's just like, ah. Nice. But, you know, that's, that's just pretty me. good, too. That is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we get to this this end climax that we've discussed before on this show. It's partly based off of leaks and partly us taking the next step with what we know. But as part of a recap, I'll I'll get the setup. And Mark, I think you can do a great job of summing up what, what follows that. But leading up to it, 
we have Kylo and Rey and Good and Bad meeting up at this location. Uh, whether it's at the Death Star or somewhere else, not entirely sure, but it, it's somewhere they meet up. Um, Kylo has his Knights of Run with him. Supposedly, Matt Smith might be one of them because he is some sort of dark side acolyte, and Palpatine chooses him as the next host. So he kind of jumps into Matt Smith here, who's the body for Palpatine now. And Kylo and Rey have to fight against Matt Smith together because neither of them want Palpatine back. And in the process, uh, I think they do kill him or, or somehow do some sort of injuries. Um, I, I think they kill it. And then Palpatine just jumps into Kylo next. And the problem with that is very obvious. And I don't. And Rey basically is in a tough spot where she kind of has to kill Kylo. But at the same time, she doesn't want to because, I mean, I think she's hopeful through this entire thing that Kylo's going to be good. And I don't know. It's, it's possible that before they start fighting Matt Smith, he's already leaning back because of the conversation with Han. I, I don't know <laughs> for sure how this is all going to play out. But the point is, Palpatine will possess Kylo and uh, raise him in kind of a tough spot. And somehow... It's being reported, this part specifically does come from Jason and, and making Star Wars, that he kind of dies, Kylo does, but not really, and not permanently. So with that general concept being set up, Mark, do you want to kind of take over with how we have this final climax of the good versus evil of the Force? I mean, how we that, hope it plays out? Yeah, it looks like when we kind of take the next step, and also the potential one of the meanings of the title you've talked about before, given what I just said and all this kind of stuff? Well, I mean, ultimately, I think it's just going to boil down to if, if this is all about, about Palpatine jumping bodies, which is, is the rumors that we've heard, you know, and, and if Kylo is killed or whatnot, so that, so that Kylo cannot have an, Kylo, uh, excuse me. So Palpatine cannot be in, in any more bodies. Well, then you're going to have to try and dispose of Palpatine in another way, you know. And the only thing would be on, on the on the spiritual realm, the astral realm, the, the force realm. So you most likely this another is another world. Yeah, I mean, and and it's been mentioned in that exactly it. I, I heard your tongue on that one. Um, <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> wait till you listen. Wait till you listen to it. You know exactly what I'm talking uh... about. Um. So so it's going to take place in the netherworld, potentially, because that's what the original screenplay or the rough draft for Return of the Jedi had happened. They had Ben being brought into it. They had um. They had uh, Yoda being brought into it, and they were trying to keep Vader from going into like sort of oblivion they're trying to protect him from being coming one with the force that he can keep his personality while they sent emperor palpatine on so it really feels like one of the things we're going to get is sort of a final force ghost fight so to speak and that with rise of, of rise of skywalker i mean the skywalker could obviously or could refer to anakin skywalker coming back to help you know, as a force ghost, uh, Luke Skywalker coming back to help. Um, and you could have Kylo, who is part of the Skywalker line, you know, coming back to help once once he's killed, let's say. And so it is the three generations 
it is specifically the three characters from the three sagas, you know, the three trilogies, putting Palpatine down for the last time. And, and it would make it would be a wonderful way to tie everything up. Like, seriously, I cannot express if they do anything other than that. I'm probably just going to be disappointed. Like, I have visuals. I don't even know if JJ would direct it this way, but I have visuals of, like, the camera panning backward. And one by one, on the left, we have Anakin first, Luke second, then third. Standing next to each other. We just see their faces, camera panning back. It was something like that. I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on. And just and just and just wait too because who, I'm really curious who would get the biggest. Uh, I I think what you would have would be Luke would be first though. I think Luke would be first because you expect it. I think Anakin's next because it's like holy crap. Yeah, I can hear the what's in the theater. And then it would be Kylo or Ben, you know, in a Jedi robe, let's say, and you'd be like, then then. I'll, all the people from this trilogy will lose their their mind, but we shall see. We only got a that would be six so satisfying, left. so satisfying. And that's what JJ said. That's what he's wanted this whole thing. He's like, we want you to leave it feeling satisfied. Well, I tell you what, Mister JJ Abrams, you're doing reshoots right now, and since you're a dedicated listener of our show, if you are not currently having this scene that we are describing in your movie, there is still time. Yep. I don't care what we'll anybody else is telling you. Make it happen. Ghostbusters. You, <laughs> you will be like body surfed out of every room you ever go to for the next 10 years if you do this. <laughs> you will Guaranteed. Be. I just like th- this is so good. Like I, I, I sound like a bumbling idiot but seriously I can't express in words, how much I need this in my life. Well, if it don't happen, I'm sorry. It just, it, just <laughs> feel, it, it feels right. It, it really feels right based upon everything that we've been told as far as leaks go. Uh, yeah. Because make, making Star Wars has always been pretty accurate. Pretty and accurate. Even, and even when, you know, some of their stuff from Force Awakens didn't accurate. happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, even when their stuff from the Force Awakens didn't happen, you later found out that it was planned to have happened, but they yeah. changed the ending and reshoots. So yeah, yeah, or like it was a development in the first draft of the script or something like that. Right, right. So, so he, he's accurate. It's just how accurate is he in compared to the production process? So, and at this point, you know, I think the last thing that that Making Star Wars said was that sort of Kylo has to sacrifice himself so that Snoke doesn't have a body, and that's all we know. That right. is not the end of the. Yeah, no, sorry, Snoke, Palpatine. That's not the end of the movie. Palpatine is not just like, bye, as he just kind of floats <laughs> off look, looking for somebody else. I mean, you have to have him put down. Yeah, you, you can kill every host that he takes on, but that isn't going to make him stop. You need to get the source, which is him right. and his spirit. And the only way to kill a ghost is with another ghost? I don't know. I would assume so. And again, making this, ah, oh, man. <laughs> Having having Anakin defeat Palpatine for the final time, I need to see that. Having Luke defeat the Emperor for the final time, I need to see that. And then having Ben take his his stand next to those two, 
and as the most recent reason to want to kill the emperor, given that he was possessed by him. Well, no, not even even that. If if it turns out that that Snoke had been possessed possessed the whole time, (laughs) the whole time by Palpatine, it's it's Palpatine that flipped him to the dark side. It's Palpatine that yes, it is. It's Palpatine that would have. convinced him to kill his father. I mean, I mean granted, it's, it's not like I could say, well, it's Palpatine's fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm clear. But no, it's Palpatine corrupting him as well. There would be so, some resentment there. Oh, a little bit. So every yeah. per, every person there has a personal grudge against against uh, Palpatine. And so it, it really would be the way to, to, to wrap everything up. And watch it just be like something completely different and lame, but whatever. Like, seriously, I'm going to be expecting this, and if it doesn't happen, I'm really going to, like... I just hope that if... Okay. My hope is that if this isn't the case, whatever they do actually gets leaked beforehand so that I have time to adjust before seeing it in theaters. Because if I'm sitting there in the theater and I'm waiting to see this go down and it doesn't, there's... I don't care how good the movie is, there will be a part of me that is going to really miss seeing this. I mean, you can hear how hyped I am over this. So uh, I really, really hope that they just pull through and, and make this happen. As a man who built up a movie based on, on expectations and was let down by it, hopefully it doesn't happen with you. Yeah. Which, speaking of, I did see that. Oh, what'd you think? I thought it was good. Um, I, I, I might even like it better than the, was it the 2014 one or whatever with um, Aaron Taylor Johnson? Um. I think I liked it better than that one. It wasn't like groundbreaking or anything, but it was you know entertaining summer movie. I definitely liked it better than 2014 because it had multiple monsters, and and the monsters that were there are not just some Muto that you've never seen right. before. These are these are Mothra and Rodan and 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 uh, Ghidorah, and you've got King Kong in the back of his head wandering around, and right, you know, and the music in my opinion is far better than the Splach. Oh, it's not even a competition. But at right. the same time, the music, Barry McCreary did such a great job with that music. And I had the same issue that I had with Rogue, uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Solo with it, in that I felt like John Powell's music was awesome. And it was very underrepresented and underutilized in the actual movie with the mixing. And I've, especially with like Reminiscence Therapy and so on. And I felt the same thing kind of applied to this movie. Bear McCreary did a fantastic job with this soundtrack, and you almost wouldn't know it just by watching the movie. He's so he is so good. He uh, really is. Like I, we've talked about him for a long time, and waiting for him to kind of get a big break with a big movie. And uh, I, I think this is pretty close. I, I hope that the people who count actually know the music itself and listen to the score itself outside of the context of the movie. Because that would be the best way to give him a fair shot at what he actually did and the work he did. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree with that. I mean, the thing is, initially, like, when he first started doing Battlestar Galactica, let's say, right, mm-hmm. um, I had people who were like, oh, you know what? He needs to do the new Star Wars from now on. In fact, this, this was an actual person that I know. He's, he's no longer on Twitter. Right. Okay. This person this person decided to leave Twitter. He logged out. Oh, he he just disappeared. He deleted it. Allegation. Oh my. 
<laughs> so anyways, he, his thing was we need to – Star Wars is dead. Star Wars is over. We need to reboot everything and just completely, like, refilm the beginning, have the guy who's doing Doctor Who, uh, Moffat, have him write it, and uh, have Barry McCreary because uh, he's so great on Battlestar Galactica, redo it, the music. And I heard that. I was like, hell with it. No, F all this. Yeah. But Bear McCree really was good on Battlestar Galactic. He's Bear been good McCree, in pretty much everything he's done, honestly. Yeah, you know, he, he, his Black Sails stuff was fantastic. Uh, he, he's got Chucky coming out right now. Uh, I think any day uh, he did uh, he did Outlander. I watched the first season. I'm, I'm not that keen on that show, but the music's great. Da Vinci's Demons. Uh, he's done a lot of good stuff. I really hope whatever the next phase of Marvel movies brings us, I hope one part of it is him. You know, Henry Jackman has had a huge role in the uh, Avengers MCU timeline up until now, as has Alan Silvestri, you know, Danny Elfman, these type of people. Uh, Brian Tyler had a huge role. I, I would think Brian Tyler and uh, Henry Jackman are up there as far as their involvements. Um, well, but here's the thing, Giacchino. Uh, well, yeah, he, he has Doctor Strange. No, he also has Homecoming. And now he's oh, doing oh, Far yeah, From yeah. Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure he'll be doing. I'm sure he'll be doing um, uh, Doctor Strange two. Maybe he gets yeah. a shot at something else coming up as well. Oh, yeah. No, of course. That'd be, I mean, anytime that he does anything, I'm 100 percent blindly voting for it because he's that good. Um, but whatever new characters or new things that we get as a part of this coming phase for Marvel, like, come on, give give. Give Bear a shot. <laughs> well, you know, and, and let's not even talk about Marvel for a second. Let's go back to Star Wars about music real quick before we before we wrap this episode up. I John Williams is Star Wars. John Williams will always be Star Wars. Yeah. Um, one hundred percent. I am excited to 100%. see. I'm excited to see the Mandalorian though, and what uh, Goranson right? Whisper his name. Goranson. No full name. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I, I'm excited to see what he does, and honestly, I don't want any themes from Star Wars in it. I don't. Hey, you know, I I actually would be fine with that because I I think you need I honestly think you need to save that type of music for what would be considered the main timeline, so to speak. Yeah, I'm like, this put... is a separate time, a separate place, you know, different environment, like just... yeah. You, you, you should could, you establish put, it as separate. Yeah, you could put the you could put they he barely they barely, they didn't use a ton of themes from Rebels. I mean, right. not Rebels, Rogue One. Right. Uh, they reused some of the music in Rebels, and it's all kind of that's all kind of the same linear timeline. But as you start to branch off, you know, I'm not sure you should use John Williams' music anymore. And I hate to say that, but uh, you, you don't want. Well, it shouldn't just you be don't thrown want around because it happens to be a Star Wars movie. Like it, right. it needs to have a, a purpose to its use. Well, and a lot of his stuff is so thematic, as far as you know, especially with light motifs. You know, yeah. this represents this character, and this represents this character, uh, or this represents the Force in general. Right. Uh, you know, I worry sometimes that people who don't understand what he was doing—not that compo- not that I know more than composers—but. Right. You may have a per, a director and they're going, yeah, let's use let's use the force theme. It's like, yeah, but there's no force. 
Right. Don't don't care. I like it. <clears throat> Ryan Johnson. <clears throat> <laughs> what are you laughing at? Go on. Anything. No, you know what I mean. Yeah. I, I would I'd rather like sort of his thematic material end with. For the record, I do like Ryan Johnson. For the for the record, fifty percent of them, maybe fifty percent. I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of uh, uh, oddly quiet lately on Twitter. It feels like. Mm-hmm. Got his new movie coming out soon. Big observation. Big if true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the smartest thing to to do is not be on Twitter. Imagine if uh, 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 Benioff and and Weiss run Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Those yeah. guys are just like so glad we never have an account. We never had an account. Yeah. No, they, just, just, they just like block the words game of thrones. <laughs> yeah. And F you. Yeah. That's really the best the best solution you have. Yep. Alright. Well, cool. once again I, I wanna I wanna thank you very much, Tim, for being on the show. Uh Whoa, are you and, hosting now? Oh what? I don't know. Am I? <laughs> you sound like it. <laughs> all right go ahead go ahead you do your thing uh, uh well hey no you know what if, if you want it you can have it for the next minute okay cool so once again tim i just want to thank you for being on the show as always you are a wonderful and knowledgeable host uh and this time really i you did all the heavy lifting i just kind of laid back and listened to your you know sultry tones uh tell us all about the spoilers so I really appreciate you doing the doing all the work this episode. Well, I just got to have to lay back and relax. So Thanks. next week, oh, you're welcome. Uh, next week, we probably will not have Tim's tongue uh, <laughs> on this episode or the next episode. And if you made it all this way, uh, I don't know what to tell you. You have no life. Uh, <laughs> But thank you. Go thank play you to, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, thank you to our loyal listeners. We appreciate it. Uh, we love you. If if I could send you all gifts, I would. And I have to mention, there was no pre-show comments this time. I am sorry, especially for our listeners who appreciate that. I see you. I recognize you. Yeah, I that's a lie, you. by the way. That's a lie. They just wanted to make you feel better about yourself. <laughs> well, but you know what? We just can't... put in a pre put in a pre show comment. Well, like we can't do it every time because then it becomes less meaningful when it actually is there. Just do the whisper pre show comment. Oh, that's not a bad idea. I don't uh, I don't want to do it, but I, I also want to do don't it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Well, it's up to you. Anyways. Don't do it. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? I got it out of my system early. You're still going. What are you talking about? Who's that? Who? Is that is that is that Force Ghost? Uh, might be the Force Ghost of Pringles. Oh, Pringles haven't been around. Pringles haven't been around in a while. Yeah, yeah, he's been missing. Okay, you know what? We're we're, we're dwindling on. We should like end. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Thank you.
Hashtag still recording. Hashtag. I don't know. Hashtag bye, everybody. Hashtag, where's Jared?